hates the intro. The intro. He hates the intro. Did but did you just like come into this world through a portal of I don't even know, like some kind of rock show, and you're like, don't ever send me back there. And now he's triggered by any kind of exciting music. Exciting music. I love that you have just like a zip nip. That's what I call those. The zip nip sweatshirt. It's, it's my first one. Really? I always had like the layered nursing ones. Oh, yeah. I find and those like, because they like slide down. You're like, you're pulling and you're pushing. And then was, you're popping out the titty and it's like. Yeah, I really, this is my first zip nip. This I like is, that. And I like it because it doesn't look as like, oh, this is a nursing shirt. You don't think a zipper across your nipples makes it look like, and it says mama on it? Makes it look like it's a nursing shirt. I feel like I'm the, just saying. I feel like the zippers aren't as noticeable as the layered. I, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know I know what, what you're like, saying. When you wear the layered shirt, you're like, oh, it's that's very a obviously yes. layered. Yeah, I get yeah. it. I get it. Okay, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you and the horse you rode in on. So one thing I didn't say last week about number one. The way people talk in Alabama. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And number two, the way that the girls, the people, I guess, dress at this party. Oh, yes. You didn't say that. So number one, the people of Alabama, specifically Tuscaloosa, because that was all my only experience in Alabama. I just stayed within t- the Tuscaloosa area. But from what I heard, it's similar throughout the state. Okay. Uh, more or less. They use the term roll tide. As like an affirmative statement or to express some kind of joy or like, hallelujah, they'll say, roll, roll, yes, ma'am, roll tide, roll tide. Like I was ordering a burger at dinner one night and I was like, you know, what do you like? What do you think about it? Is it good? What I was just asking whatever basic questions of my server and like, yes, ma'am, roll tide, roll tide. It is an excellent burger. I'm like, what? What? What did you say? And they're like, yes, ma'am. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. It is a burger. It's great. It's wonderful. This is a great burger that we have here on the menu. And I was like, they're literally, they use, they use the phrase Roll Tide in a, as a one-for-one exchange with, yes, ma'am. Hallelujah. Yes, it's great. What, like some kind of affirmative statement. So Yes, Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Roll Tide. It's like this. It's just like this turn of phrase down there. Not only is it associated with the university, but it is something that is used ubiquitously throughout the state of Alabama. The state of Alabama. So interesting. So interesting. So that one threw me for a bit of a loop. Number two, (laughs) we talked about, um, you know, my attire at this frat party versus the other party goers. Of a decade's difference in age. Yes. The girls, I mean, the more ass, the merrier. The more titties out, the better. Mm. It was like two band-aids and a cork, which I'm like, good for you. Like, I love it. Great. Good for you. I'm so for it. If you want to dress like a hoe, not that that makes you a hoe, not that it's even... You guys know what I mean. Yeah. Like, go for it. I love it. I used to dress like that. It was phenomenal uh and then the other half were just like me and like a sweatshirt like full like sweatsuit oh like so sweatshirt and sweatpants yeah and sneakers okay big on dunks like the dunks like the nike dunks kids apparently love them i don't know what that is but sure 
So it's a kind of shoe that Nike makes. Okay. And I guess it's like super trendy. I have a pair and I didn't even know. I should have brought them. Yeah, apparently. I would have been even cooler than I already was. Yes. You would have been more of a hot commodity. More of a hot commodity. If you had on the dunks. If I was wearing my panda dunks. But yeah, no, I was... Um, it was really split down the middle. Either they were in like full sweatsuit or they were in like Miami club attire. Both of which are wonderful. Both of which I resonated with deeply. Wow. At different parts of my life, obviously. Now, so when they're when they were wearing <laughs> the um band-aids and corks, did they were they wearing heels or were yep. they wearing sneakers? No, nope, heels. Okay. So I went to uh real quick, I went to Penn State for a wedding. Mm. Um and the girls were like walking around on game days, like in very like tiny jean skirts. Yeah, you know, like like the fringe jean skirts we used to wear from Abercrombie. Of course, with I think the lace, I still have one with the lace underlay. I remember it like it was yesterday. Oh, so amazing. Um, with like you know just t-shirts cut or trimmed or whatever into like midriff shirts, but mm. then they were wearing white sneakers. I in that moment felt I got college all wrong. I wish I was in the sneaker generation. Yeah, it was heels in Bama. It was heels for us. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Right. So, okay, Bama still does heels. Interesting. Yeah, so All like right. I was saying, I think I said this last week, it's like there's such a big difference between the SEC and like the Big Ten, which I believe is where Penn State is. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, but I think so. And it's like... All SEC schools are to the nines, big hair, the higher the hair, the closer to God, the bigger the hoops, the bigger the hoe. And I love that for them. It's 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 their thing, and I love it. And yeah, I just wanted to touch on that real quick because I believe I left it out of the last episode. But um, this episode, one of the number one things that I got feedback on, just like I get feedback on in general, is that people want more food content. Yeah, they want more more recipes. They want more like food based information like the time that i tried to text you or i did text you and was like hey can i have the cutlet recipe and then you didn't text me back and so i, I listened to the podcast for it got it listen it, was great. it is there it is a living static my mom recipe. calls it genus cutlets i love that oh my god linda you're an angel i love you so much thank <laughs> you thank you for keeping my cutlet recipe alive i'm telling you the it's, cutlets are a life hack because yeah. then you're not doing like the eggs and the flour and then the bread, like you're, it's kind of like a two-step process. And I think they come out better. Yeah. I think they come out better. But today, we are going to go through a full meal. Yeah. From apps, mains, dessert, and a cocktail. <clears throat> not to say that these should all be served. Like this is a curated menu. This is not a curated menu. These are just some like go-to dinner ideas from us. Things that are our personal favorites. Yes, for sure. Um. I'm going to do an app and a main. And Miss Kate, you're going to do... Des- um, dessert and drink. And drink. Double okay. D's. All right. <laughs> double D's, baby. <laughs> double D's. Oh, I just scared your baby. I'm sorry. Um, okay. So let's get right into it. So my go-to app, and I love this. I've been making this a lot lately. And it has been such a hit, is my whipped ricotta oh, dip. That shit was phenomenal. It's so good and it's so easy there are a few components to it you could take a spoon to it you can literally just eat it with a spoon it is so so delicious but didn't want to be embarrassing the last time 
Nope. Ideally, you would serve it with some crusty bread and people wouldn't, you know, stick a straw in there and just start slurping. Yeah. Although, if that's your journey, maybe you, maybe you serve yourself in a little cup yeah. and you stick the straw in the cup, not directly ramekin. into the bowl. A ramekin. Perfect. Yeah. If you will. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Take it away. So my ricotta dip, this is what I do. You can really make it in any quantity that you want, but I use two 15-ounce containers. Those are two of the small ones. Um... I think the big ones are 32 ounces. You could use one of those as well. I don't know why. I just am in the habit of using two small ones. That's just what I use. But you could use one big one as well. Um, So into that, you are going to add roughly a quarter cup of honey, a quarter to like a third cup of honey, and the zest and juice of one lemon. Okay. You're going to mix that together until smooth. You could... Put this in a like food processor and really whip it and make it smoother. Okay. Because some ricottas do have a little bit of texture to them. I don't mind that. I don't do that. I don't like put it in a food processor. But you could whip it in either like a blender or in a food processor and get it nice and light and fluffy. Totally up to you. You are then going to get yourself a package of cherry tomatoes on the vine. This is what I do. I get them on the vine. Mm-hmm. You're going to roast them in the oven for like 10 minutes at 400 just so they get a little soft. They start popping with some olive oil, some salt, a good amount of olive oil because you're going to use that olive oil to kind of garnish the top of your dip. So you take your ricotta mixture, you put it in a bowl, run a spoon over it just to make some little crevices. Okay. You take your roasted tomatoes on the on the stem. Like you don't pick them off the stem and then roast them. You roast them whole with the stem. You take it, you put it on top of the ricotta dip mixture. I should have added, you also add salt to the ricotta mixture just to season it. Um, and then you would take the the juice and the olive oil from the roasting the tomatoes and pour it over the top of the dip. Okay. You can add more oil if you want. Totally up to you. And then... What I think makes this whole dish, you fine chop some pistachios. Get yourself a bag of pistachios. Buy them shelled. Don't put yourself through that torment. I know they're cheaper with the shell on, and they're way more expensive with the shell off, but you don't need a lot. You can buy it in like a four-ounce portion, Mm -hmm. and it's like six bucks. Get that. Chop it up, leave some bigger bits, chop some of it really fine, and then you're going to do a little sprinkle dinkle do around the whole bowl. And you serve that shit with some crusty bread at room temperature. I highly recommend you serve this dip at room temperature. It brings out like all of the nuance of the cheese if you want. Not that ricotta is like, not that ricotta is particularly flavorful. Yeah. But. All the additives to it. Yeah, all of the, like the honey, the lemon, like the saltiness. You get the real creaminess from the ricotta. It's it's divine. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Toast the bread if you can in brownie points for then after you toast it to rub a clove of garlic over each piece of bread. Just give it a little hint of something, something, something. Okay. And that's it. That's the whole recipe. It's amazing. Whole recipe. It's so so delicious. So delicious. Always a crowd pleaser. It has never failed me. And then my one of the most requested recipes I've ever had. 
are my Thai chicken lettuce wraps. Mm. This is one of my favorite things to make in the summer. It's light. It's flavorful. It's delicious. It's one of my favorite things. My husband's walking up right now. It's also one of his favorite meals. He <laughs> loves the Thai chicken lettuce wraps. Is he going to be a man of the woods? He's, no, he's going to uh, do other bear-related activities, I'm sure. <laughs> um, bears do other things in the woods. But, yeah, so my Thai chicken lettuce wraps are one of the most requested recipes I've ever had ever in my life. Like, not even just amongst our friends, like, ever. Um, so, basically, this is what you do. It's a little – it sounds more intimidating than it actually is. Like, okay. there's a lot of components. All right. But it's actually, like, very minimal cooking. So, this is what you do. I like to serve it on a big cookie sheet. Okay. So, I have one cookie sheet, depending on how many people I'm serving – I have one cookie sheet for the lettuce and I have one cookie sheet for like the chicken and all of the all Fix the fixings, it. if you will. Um, so on one cookie sheet, I get butter lettuce, bib lettuce. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like that really light, crispy lettuce. It's usually grown hydroponically. Yep. Uh, it comes in the clamshell. Yep. Get that, separate out all the leaves and you kind of just lay them in like layers on a cookie sheet. That part of it's done. Those are your wraps, right? Lettuce wraps, self-explanatory. And then I take chicken thighs. You can do this with chicken. You can do this with steak. You can do this with shrimp. You can do it with salmon. Any protein you want to use, the world is your oyster. Okay. Why do you choose chicken thighs over chicken breast? I use chicken thighs over chicken breast. I use chicken thighs almost unanimously over chicken breast, to be honest with you. I prefer – I'm a dark meat gal. Mm, Um, Chicken breast to me is is fine. And I think – like if I'm stuffing something, I'll use a chicken breast just because it's more substantial. But if I'm making like chicken parm, I'll make my my cutlets out of thighs. If I'm like grilling chicken, I will almost always use chicken thighs. I use it anywhere that I can really. It's like the bacon of chicken. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just my personal preference. So I marinate the chicken thighs in peanut butter, soy sauce, grated garlic, uh, white vinegar, and then I use uh, some brown sugar or agave, and I use uh, a little bit of sriracha and the zest and juice of one lime. Okay. And that's my marinade. I personally prefer like a countertop marinade. I think that... Do you a, like the brown sugar or agave? Or you, you can use them interchangeably? You can really use them okay. interchangeably. Don't use like a ton of it because you're going to ideally grill this and sugar will burn on the grill. Yeah. So it's just to kind of round out like the vinegar and the lime okay. and the soy sauce and just to kind of bring it up. You All know, right. Like have that little bit of a sweet note. You're using like a few tablespoons full. Spoonfuls. Max. Okay. Squish it all up. You can add some, did I say sriracha? You can add sriracha in there if you want. You can leave that out if you're not into spicy things. I personally prefer it. Let that marinate, I would say for at least two hours. Better if you do it overnight. If you do it overnight, obviously put it in the fridge. But if you're just doing it like, hey, I'm making this in the afternoon and I'm going to cook dinner in a few hours, just leave it on your countertop. I think flavor permeates better when it's at room temperature. That's just been my experience. Uh, But that's the marinade. And then you'll grill those off and you'll slice them into slices. And then for all of the accoutrement, if you will. So what I do is I get the uh, rice noodles from the international food section. 
Okay. Yep. 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 I cook them according to package instructions. Nothing crazy. I add sesame oil, like a few tablespoons, teaspoons, not mm-hmm. a ton. Uh, sesame oil can be very overpowering. So just use it with a light hand. And then I'll add a little bit of coconut milk. Okay. And a little splash of soy sauce just for some like salt. Salt and umami. And I'll mix that up. And then ideally that you serve, like you put that in the fridge and you let that chill. So I would make that when you're making the chicken, like when you're marinating the chicken. Uh, And then I do uh, like Asian style pickled cucumbers. My standard go-to brine is half water, half white vinegar, a little bit of salt, and a little bit of sugar. And then from there, you can flavor it. And when I do the cucumbers, I add a little bit of soy sauce and a little bit of sesame oil. Okay. And then I will heat it up in the microwave for like a minute, not so it's like piping hot, but just so it's a little warm. Again, it just helps to uh, expedite that pickling process. Right. I usually do it in like a glass mason jar. I'll let that sit on my counter. And I do pickled carrots. I will get the carrot shreds, like the shredded carrots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And I do same thing, half vinegar, half water, a little salt, a little sugar. And then I will flavor that either with like some sriracha or I'll do some mirin in there, which is um, like a rice wine, mm-hmm. rice wine vinegar, or I'll do some fish sauce or something like that. You can really play with any of these flavors, really do what you like. I've also done um, gochujang before. What's that? Which is essentially, it's like miso, but like spicy miso. Okay. It's fermented bean paste, but yep. spicy. Put a little bit of that in there. That's delicious. It gives it like the bean paste gives it so much umami and just deliciousness. That's really, really good. And then I'll just do a straight pickled onion. Again, standard brine, just red onion. I use, I get like a little – I have like a little handheld mandolin. Yeah. And that's how I slice all the vegetables, like the cucumbers and the onions. And then I'll just do a quick pickled onion. And then I do cilantro. Mm-hmm. Sliced jalapenos. And chopped up peanuts mm. as my yeah. other toppings. Love that. And then I'll make my peanut sauce, which I feel is necessary. So I make two sauces that go with this. One that I feel is absolutely necessary is the peanut sauce. Get yourself a jar of peanut butter. You can use whichever one you like. I prefer one with less sugar so that it's just peanut and I can control the amount of sugar that's yeah. in it. Yeah. So I'll take a few scoops of peanut butter. I make this in a blender or a food processor or like my Nutribullet, like whatever you have, any kind of blending Device. mechanism yep. that you have. Um, so it's peanut butter, water, white vinegar. I do about a quarter of an onion, like a whole onion, ginger, like fresh grated ginger, cilantro, garlic, soy sauce, fish sauce, and sesame oil. And you blend that together. Fish sauce. Fish sauce. It's a difficult ingredient for a lot of people to get past because yeah. it smells nasty. It smells disgusting. Okay. But if you like Asian food, you've had fish sauce. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. It tastes so much better than it smells. It's It just adds, again, like this salty bite to things. Okay. 
And it's not a flavor that you can replicate in any other way. Mm. You're not using a ton of it. You're using like a few dashes. Like it comes in a bottle that, you know, like if you get like really spicy hot sauce. Yeah. And you eat like Tabasco dashes, yeah. and it just dashes out. Yeah. Yeah. It comes in a bottle like that. So you okay. can't like accidentally pour a giant, you know, quarter cup into something. Okay. So you're just doing like a few, a few. Boop boops. Boop boops here and Dash. there. Okay. And then you blend it up. Okay. And then either use water. Oh, and a little bit of sugar. Okay. And then use either – you blend it and it's a little bit too thick. You can add more water or taste it. Um, sometimes you'll need to add salt. Sometimes the soy isn't enough. So taste at the end. See if it just needs a little bit of salt. Add a little bit of salt. And then you can either thin it out with water or a little bit more white vinegar. Okay. Whatever your preference is. And serve that alongside your lettuce wraps. The other one that I make – is a gochujang based okay sauce and that is essentially gochujang soy sauce water a little bit of vinegar a little bit of fish sauce and a little bit of sesame oil and you just basically mix it i would put that in the microwave because the gochujang you have to keep it in the fridge and it's like thick it's okay. really thick mm-hmm. so if you heat it up in the microwave a little bit it makes it a little bit easier to to mix. whisk together and that's it have yourself a lovely, a lovely little lettuce wrap. And I have to say, in the summer, with like a good margarita or some herby based cocktail, amazing. Mm, so that good. Sounds delicious. And it you makes can make them on a giant scale. Yeah. I know. I know. And they are so craveable. Like, there's some days I'm just like, I need a lettuce wrap. Yeah. I need one. I yeah. need to have one right now. Yeah. And like I said, you can make them it's really just how many vegetables you can chop and how many heads of lettuce you want to buy and how many chicken thighs or chicken breasts or pounds of shrimp or salmon or whatever that you want to buy. And it's really like you can scale it to like a very large crowd very easily. Yeah. So good. Make Sounds them. amazing. And then let me know how they are. Okay. All right. My two favorites. Moving on to dessert. <laughs> so dessert would be um, my mother's. Whoopie pies. Linda. Linda Collins. <laughs> She's so pumped that her whoopie pies are making it on the podcast. I can't, I'm I'm excited. Please. I, I know she's excited, but I'm 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 definitely more excited. I can't wait um, to hear about these. So they I feel like whoopie pies are also one of those things that feel intimidating. If you're not a baker, but yeah. even if you are a baker, they can feel a little bit intimidating, but they're super easy to make. Mm-hmm. Um and so you do I'll give the measurements as well. Um, so to make a batch of whoopie pies, and this will make a, f- a fair amount. Like if you're hosting a party or a gathering, when whatever. You like a this, fair amount. You mean like 12 or do you mean like 20? This will make like an easy two dozens or maybe even more. Okay. Um, Depending on how big you make. The yes. Which we like to use a mini cookie scoop. Okay. So you know how you have that, your ice cream scoop and then they have like the cookie dough scoop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Use that. And okay. And that is like the perfect portion and they're almost like... So one's like an inch or an inch and a half mm-hmm. around. They're like bite size, one to two bites, really. That's perfection for a yeah. pie. So you're going to do two cups of flour, a half <laughs> a teaspoon of baking powder, <clears throat> one and a half teaspoons baking soda, some unsweetened cocoa powder. Mm-hmm. You're going to do a half a cup of that, half a teaspoon of salt, one cup of sugar, um, and then uh, two teaspoons of vanilla, half a cup of shortening, like Crisco. Mm-hmm. One egg and one cup of whole milk. Okay. And so that's going to be your whoopie pie cake mixture. So do you combine the ingredients in any type of way? You so just dump it all so in the thing do, together? You're going to preheat the oven to four, 450. Yep. 
line your two four fifty. Uh, yeah, line your cookie sheets. It cooks quickly. Yeah, line your cookie sheets with parch with ideally with parchment paper. Okay. So you're going to combine all your dry ingredients first. So like take a medium-sized bowl, yep. combine your uh, cocoa, your flour. Flour, cocoa powder, yeah. all soda, the dry po- baking yeah, all soda, the ingredients. baking powder. Then you're going to take a – I have a mixer, which I prefer to like cream things with. So you're going to cream your shortening. You can obviously use a hand mixer mm-hmm. um, or even a food processor, really. Cream, shortening, and the sugar. Then you're going to slowly add in your eggs, milk, vanilla – then combine. Gotcha. So it's dry into the wet. Yeah. Got it. And so slowly add the dry, otherwise you make a big mess. Yep. And then, like I said, use the mini um, use the mini cookie scooper or the cookie scooper. Is this a really thick batter? No. It's like brownie batter. It's like brownie batter. Yeah. Okay. And scoop them out um, onto your cookie sheet. They don't expand very well. So, you, you know, so you can put them relatively close together. Sure, yeah. Um, and then you're going to bake them one cookie sheet at a time for like six to seven minutes. Okay. High heat, short, and yes. out of the oven. Got yep. it. And then obviously when you take them out, put them on like a cooling rack. Mm-hmm. Um, those things are like really cheap if you yeah, bake yeah. enough. You know what I mean? Whatever. They so come you, in two packs on Amazon for yeah. like 10 bucks. Yeah. So that's the cake mixture. Okay. So for the filling, yeah. we like a lot of filling. So oh, we always double up our recipe. Part. So you're going to need fluff, confectionery sugar, more shortening, vanilla, and milk. Okay. So for the filling, for, you know, if you're just going to do, you're going to do 16 ounces of fluff, two cups of confectionery sugar, a cup of shortening, uh, half a teaspoon of vanilla, and two tablespoons of milk. Mix that together. Yep. That's your, that's your filling. Oh, it even sounds good. And. Talk about things you want to eat with a spoon. Yes. Like licking the spoon oh, at the end. So good. I love and so, anything with fluff. You know, sometimes it might, sometimes it makes just the right amount. Sometimes it's a little bit more, but I feel like it's always better to have more filling than not enough. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, you obviously, you take the bottom, scoop the filling in, put the top on. Do you it. also use like a cookie scoop for the filling? No, I will use like a spoon. Just a spoon. Okay. Or like a um, a bakery, like a, like an spa- spatula. A spatula. Yeah. It's easy enough. Basically, it's because it is pretty sticky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So when you use, like, if you were to use the cookie scoop, a lot of it, I think, would get end up getting stuck in it. So I usually just use, like, a table, like, a, a regular, like, eating spoon. Oh, uh, I gotcha. Yeah, okay. To scoop it on there. These can freeze well as well, so you can oh. make them in advance. When my mom makes them in advance, she actually individually wraps each whoopie pie in saran wrap and then puts them in a freezer bag. Oh, that's a good idea. But then you can, like, take them out as many, you know, if you only want, like, a few out. It's a good thing. Like, even if you just want, like, if you ever, if you're, like, a dessert person and you just want to have some kind of easy dessert in the freezer. Yeah. Like, I just want, like, a little something. You can just pull one out, like, yes. on a random weeknight and just and just nibble. And I would recommend you, like, bring it to room temperature on its own. Yeah. Definitely be careful if you're throwing it in the microwave because you're going to burn it or ruin the filling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, happened right, right. before. <laughs> Got it. So let it come up to room temperature yeah. on its own. Yeah. Like, let it sit out. Yeah. Maybe you grab one before dinner, let yes. it sit out, eat your dinner, and mm-hmm. then you yeah. enjoy after. So good. And you can get creative with the fillings. Like you can do like a peanut butter filling. I've done that before. I love, you know what I love in the fall is like a pumpkin, pumpkin. spice. Yeah. Oh my God. They're so good. So you can get totally get creative with them. Gingerbread, pumpkin spice. Ooh, yeah. Red velvet. You can roll them in chocolate chips on the outside. Like mini Ooh. chocolate chips. 
It really kind of is the Swiss Army knife of desserts. Yeah. You could make it into anything. Yeah. You can go anywhere with it. It doesn't have to just be your, you know, OG chocolate yeah. cake. Funfetti. With, oh, talk dirty to me, Kate. <laughs> oh, my God. That sounds so good. A Funfetti whoopie pie. Yeah. I'm going to have to make those. Well, thanks, Linda Collins, for donating your recipe to yes. the cause. We appreciate it. And then if anybody is wondering what the drink choice is going to be, it's I obviously a chocolate martini. Obviously. Um, but I'm also going to give you a recipe for an espresso martini. So I'll do that one first. Okay. Let's so when it. I do espresso martinis, I prefer to use real espresso. Yeah. Just so everybody knows, when you go out to restaurants now, a lot of people are using just cold brew, which is fine. Yeah. It, but it's not. It's typically not anymore real espresso. Mm. And some restaurants actually use decaf if they are actually using espresso they're actually using decaf espresso so oh, if you're so getting this, just like getting yeah so if you're getting an espresso martini and you're doing it for the drink but also the caffeine yeah that's something you should inquire about first okay got but, it so for my espresso martini i like to do uh a shot of espresso so like i have an espresso maker so i'll just do a one shot which is like you know 1.2 ounces or whatever mm-hmm. so somewhere between the one to two ounces of espresso one ounce of bailey's one ounce of Kahlua, and um, two ounces of vodka. If you want to get like more flavor, Ugh. use an espresso vodka. But I really oh, prefer like I, I typically just use. Or like a chocolate vodka. Yeah. Chocolate vodka, a whip. Like whipped. I know like Smirnoff is whatever, but like Smirnoff makes like a whipped vodka. Pinnacle whipped. Yeah. Talk about like a frat party yeah. back in the day. Oh my but God. But typically I just use like a regular plain old vodka, two ounces of that. One ounce of Bailey's, one ounce of Kahlua, one espresso shot. Put it in your shaker that's filled with ice. Oh my god, I want one. Shake so it up, bad right now. And that sounds so good. Pour it into your cup of choice. Oh. Ideally, a martini glass. But if you're having this, drink during, in a tumbler. Yeah, make a double. If you're making it for bath time necessities with the children, put it in a wine glass, a tumbler, whatever. A red solo cup. Yeah, whatever, whatever you could suck it out of <laughs> yes, fastest. Exactly. Chocolate martinis are pretty similar. Um, I prefer uh, doing it with Bailey's chocolate liqueur, vodka, three ingredients. That's it. Yeah. Do you do like a little drizzle on the glass? Yep. A little like Hershey syrup or whatever syrup of choice. Right. Whatever your go-to chocolate syrup is. Yep. Yep. And so you would do, you know, I prefer if you do... Uh, like an ounce of Bailey's, ounce of chocolate liqueur, two ounces of vodka. And then actually sometimes I do add another ounce of creme de cocoa. It just adds a little bit of extra something to I it. I gotcha. Yep. Um, and I prefer a creamy martini. Yes. So that's why I add the Bailey's. Yes. Chocolate, chocolate liqueurs. Um, there's Godiva, which is good. Uh, Mozart, not as good. Um, but Godiva is always my go-to yeah. for chocolate liqueur. There is a new one that I'm blanking on the name, but it literally comes out looking like Hershey syrup, and it really? is so, so delicious. Um, but anyways, you're going to make it the same way. Put, you know, drizzle some chocolate syrup on your glass in the uh, shaker with some ice. Shake it up. Pour it out. You could always garnish the rim if you're getting creative. You could shave a chocolate bar and garnish Ooh, your rim. Look at you. Yeah. Shave a chocolate bar? Blackfish chocolate liqueur? There's a whole bunch. I know. I'm like... Craft and cocktail. Dora double chocolate liqueur? I am totally blanking Dorda? on it. No. Organic mixology? 
I'm just browsing liquor.com. Pay me no mind. Oh, Borgata. Borgata. Ooh. Borgata chocolate liqueur. That shit is phenomenal. Really? It is far better than Godiva. Really? Yes. Okay, I'm going to have to keep an eye out for it's it. It's really, really good. Bailey's is maybe my all-time favorite liquor. It, anything I can put Bailey's in, I do. On Christmas, I just drink Bailey's. Yeah. Over ice. Yeah. It's so good. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's so underrated. Like, people think of it as like an additive to cocktails, and obviously it is. Like It's in a ton of stuff. But it is so good. Yeah. Just really, really cold. Windstorm? Oh, it's my computer. Oh. <laughs> Um, really, really cold over ice. Yeah. It's to die for. So good. Well, there you have it, folks. A have them all together or from, have them separate. I know, right? Well, let me, let's run through this. So we have the ricotta dip. Yeah. To die for. Yeah. Thai lettuce wraps. Yep. Incredible. Linda Collins homemade whoopie pies. I, I mean, I don't think you can get closer to heaven than that. <laughs> And then to finish it all off with a chocolate and espresso martinis. I mean, if you're going to have that for a dinner party, please invite me because yeah. I want to be part of that show. I want to be number one on that list. I want to be number one on that list. I want to seat at the table. Yeah. Literally. But all right. Well, that's all we got for you. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed that because like I said, it was like the number one thing. I don't know about you. If like that was something that came up. I had like there was the number one thing people said to me. It was more food, please. Yeah. And we haven't done one in a while. We haven't done one in a while. I don't know why. I feel like I say I'm going to make things series and then like I stop. <laughs> I have to stop doing that. I have to like really finish finish the series. But um, what do you got going on? Tour, what are we? We're like almost, we're like mid-February. We are mid-February. It's insane. Like February is one of those months that it's so short. Oh, I know. And so just like, I don't know, just flies by. It's just the pass through to March. Yeah. And then when I think you get to March, I don't know about you, I start like really, spring is in the air, Yeah, good feelings all around. Like I just like, I really start feeling happier. Yeah. We're going to Florida at the end of February. You are? For what? For a week, just to um, visit with family and friends. Nice. And I think that will be like a good segue into March. That's great. And like, it's a good time to get away. Yeah. And because we're going like the very end of Mar- February till the beginning of March. And nice. then it will be like, then unfortunately I come back and a week later I start work. But, oh. but yeah. So anyways, I feel you. March is coming. Good and bad. And all the things in between. Got it. Alas. That's that. Got it. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah. <laughs> All right, y'all. Um, I have nothing to add to that conversation. I have, yeah. I have absolutely nothing going on <laughs> in the month of February. It is just a black hole in my life. I prefer to erase it from memory um, every year. I'm just like, there's nothing here. There's nothing good here. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just comes cold, and goes. dark, comes and goes. I accept that it's a thing and I move on. <laughs> So uh, we will see you guys uh, next week.